to die. Never had a lot, this is all I need. People never care till it's all I pee. Niggas turn their back on me for no good reason. Loyalty is priceless and it's all. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Downloaded Discussions. Today with me, I have some special guests. I'm gonna have them introduce themselves, tell us a little bit about where they're from. We're gonna start with my man over there, Sean. How you doing? Yo, what's up? <clears throat> so my name is Sean, uh, from Texas, Cali, Chicago. Uh, Sean look good on Instagram, check it out, check it out. Uh, but I'm just a hooper, uh, hoop dreams, stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> Why y'all talking with deep voices? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> what the f- what the hell was that? <laughs> that wasn't me. But anyways, uh, yeah, bro. I'm happy to be on this podcast, and I'm passing to my boy Don. Okay, Donnie, your turn. Yo, yo, yo. You know it's your boy Donnie Rose back again. You know what I'm saying? Donovan. Okay. That's it. Yeah, that's all you need to know. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've been on here before, yeah. so they know. Y'all farting. <laughs> okay, we're going to pass it over to Raven. All right. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, Ray Bands, in the building. Mm-hmm. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from everywhere. That's oh, okay. it. All right, a little bit of everything. Yeah. We got D next. Yo, yo, it's your girl, D, a.k.a. Baby D. You sound shy. Huh? You sound a little shy. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, okay. But anyway... I'm from Jersey. Jersey? Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, okay. y'all. It's Elizabeth Brooke. I'm from Louisiana. Not the government. That's it. That's my Instagram <laughs> name. Cause <laughs> that's what everybody knows me as. Okay, yeah. Is that a shout out to your IG? Yeah, go ahead. Follow me. Yeah, y'all go ahead. Follow her on this IG. crazy, bro. Uh-oh. Somebody's having... Snapchat problems. Having Female girl problems. problems. <laughs> I feel bad for you, son. <laughs> Ex-girlfriend problems. problems. What's going on, Sean? What's nah, he got 99 problems. What? All of them Tell us the struggle. Yeah, he got yeah what's, the, what's the issue <laughs> over there? So basically, right, so... Uncover mouth. So basically, uh, every, everybody that I talk to on Snapchat, and like maybe like the last like two months, not everybody, straight females, only the females, they've been added, unadded, and blocked. Not by me. But I like what? go to like the like the the, the conversation, mm-hmm. and then like nothing will be there. And then I go to like their profile, or whatever, and then it'll be like unblocked friend or whatever. And I'll just be like, "What the fuck?" Sound you know like what that hack to me. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got like access to your Snapchat? Yeah, I was like, your ex. I, I thought it was only me. You got but a maybe case I'm of the ex. Oh man, somebody. But, but it's crazy because at the same time I'm receiving these texts on my phone, and talking about something. Don't talk to me ever again, type shit. So. What? Yeah. Uh oh. Sound like you need to block somebody from your life. That coochie was probably good if she acted like that. Yeah, ladies, what's what's going on here? Let's get a play by play on what could possibly be going Honestly, on. Honestly, this sounds like some crazy female bullshit. Like, not even gonna lie, mm. crazy as hell. So, what could make what could a man do to make a female go crazy like this, to where she's hacking your Snapchat and a virgin? I, I think Sean probably plays a role mm. Most around her that probably drives this bitch crazy. Like what? What'd you think? So you probably play the sides. When you're around her, you probably, you know, act like you like her a lot. But when you're not, 
she she thinks it's a whole different story. You know or is that true, Sean? Yeah, lie detector determines. Wait, you gonna have to repeat oh what you said, bro. <laughs> so I think that when you go around her, you probably make her feel emotions, love, and all this and whatnot. Uh-huh. And you probably say things and do things that makes her think that she's fucking with you, or like that you're fucking with her. Like what? But then, like what? You yeah. still fucking her, ain't you? I'm not. Oh God. Go, mm-hmm. I'm not. We on a podcast with it. Okay. But then if you, you're not acting like that outside of what y'all got going on, then she probably going to act crazy. Or um, a lot of this can be eliminated if things were like brought up, like up front, like if they were just straight up with each other mm-hmm. instead of her falling into whatever she's in right now so. and him... Being natural lot towards it because he's fun. not with any of it. It's funny you say that because I was straight up from the jump. Like I told her, I gave her the rundown to everything what was good for now, bro. And she said, okay. And I kept on making sure she was What was the rundown? The rundown. I'm not, it's a, it's a whole, it's a lot. Was it detailed? I gave her the rundown. <laughs> yeah, I gave her the rundown. I said, I said I'm going to be like this, da 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 da. And she said, okay. And I made sure she was okay with it multiple times. And all the time she said, okay. Like maybe a week later, she's like, nah, 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 nah. I was like, all right, but you agreed to it, bro. If you want to walk, I walk out. So she's she's been flip flopping. Early, I don't care because I've been chilling. But that's very adult of you. But also, if you can tell that she can't handle it, you got to just cut her off at the same time. Right, and that should have been known from like some girls would be like, oh yeah, I can handle this, knowing in their mind, like yeah, like I can change them, I can change them. And you can tell that shit's eating her up right now. And is it emotionally draining you? No. It's not? Cat. That's crazy because it seems like you like it. Like what? The drama. No. Why do you, why do you think I like it? You be laughing at it. I laugh at everything, bro. No, you be laughing extra at the drama. Because <laughs> there's a lot of ways you could like dead the whole situation. But like what? Like what? Do you like love her, Sean? Like, block her from nah. your life and be like, look, honestly, you're emotionally draining to me. I need you to leave me alone, like, for good. Or we could just, you know, escalate the situation. He said he's not emotionally drained, though. Hmm. So do you like it or do not? Okay, but it doesn't even have to be, like, emotionally draining for it to be, like, toxic, which it is. Okay, so you said, how do I dead it? You keep saying that I could have deaded it. How can I dead it? Block, delete, stop fucking her after y'all broke I'm up. Not, I'm, I'm not. Since when? You keep giving her access oh, to you, though. Burden, this is a little. She still has little access personal. to you. Yeah, this, this is a conversation we don't getting get a little up. too personal. <laughs> on the internet. Huh? Said so we don't want to get you hemmed up on the internet. Well, I'm not finna get hemmed up. What'd you say, Ray? Uh oh. You keep giving her access to you. Okay. But really, that's you, you know? Mm-hmm. If, if you like that, that's cool. If you don't, that's cool. Sometimes a lot of people haven't found like their own self worth. Mm-hmm. Right. Even if you feel like you know who you are, sometimes like you're still working through it and trying to get through Sick. it yourself. So. Okay. Sick. What's the real topic of this? <laughs> yeah, that was a nice little tangent y'all went on. But... <laughs> nah, I gotta go. Nah, is she gonna be there? What y'all even oh, talking okay. about? Oh. Nothing, bro. We're on a podcast. Yeah, I've got a question for you guys, though. All right, what's up? So, going around the room, we're going to start with Sean. Uh, what is something that people mis- misunderstand about you? Like, mm. uh, yeah. So, I've been told a lot uh, 
that I guess I don't know if I still do it I think maybe but like people used to tell me that I present myself like like from a stranger's point of view like I present myself as like I'm mean as hell mm-hmm. or like I give off the uh, impression of like don't talk to me type shit you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying you do and um I didn't know that but I was like okay cause there was a point where I was trying to do that I was like that's what I wanted to like give off mm-hmm. but then now it's like I don't know maybe it's like embedded in me but that and then it's something else people think I guess people think because of what I just said people think I'm cocky a lot of times but I'm not cocky at all but people think I'm cocky mm-hmm. so. okay what about you Donnie um think the only thing I can say is that people there's nothing really people misinterpret about me just people underestimate my intelligence mm-hmm. a lot of times in what way in every way okay, uh, people find out answer. yeah <laughs> uh, people find out that I am a lot more wise and intelligent than I seem to be or I portray because mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not much of a talker yeah. I get to that yeah, give the people a word real quick. <laughs> Pass that Maybe on. Maybe later in the you know in the discussion. Maybe a little later. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Ray? What is something that people misunderstand about you? Like they wouldn't realize unless they get to know you. Uh-oh. This this certain thing about you. That I like easily detach. Like I could be in one spot and like go to the next without like any problem. And people are, are a lot of times used to being in one area all the time. Mm-hmm. But because like how I grew up, um, I just had to adapt to change a lot. Like all the time. Like I've made friends, best friends that I thought I was gonna be with forever got ripped away from me because I had to go to another place mm. so nowadays like in my adult life and I'm meeting people they're like still talking to people like they've known for years and I don't have that and people think that I have that mm-hmm. I don't and because I'm not this I don't have that same mentality as them they're like oh my god what's wrong with you yeah um for me, I feel like people misunderstand my, um, like, my attitude, like, my resting bitch face. Mm-hmm. Like, people <laughs> always think, like, I'm really, like, a mean person. But, like, if you get to know me, like, I'm really a teddy bear. Like, I smile all the time. Like, I like I don't know. Like, my, I feel like my energy is, like, good. So, like, if you have to, like, actually, like, vibe with me, like, chill with me, do, like, to understand, like, who I actually am instead of, like, <laughs> Oh yeah, she's mean. She's mean. She's rude. She got attitude, or she she looked like she want to fight, but like I don't really be caring for that now. Okay, mm. I'm gonna have a comment on that after. Can you repeat the question, please? What is something people misunderstand about you? Okay, I feel I'm misunderstood in the way of like um, I'm very outgoing and I like to get along with basically everybody regardless if it's a man or a woman or who's attractive or unattractive or whatever so I think people think they take me being friendly as like flirtation and me trying to talk to every man or talk to every woman or Mm -hmm. whatever and that's not the case and it puts me in a bind sometimes so I think I'm misunderstood in that way okay so my question for those who 
say that people misunderstand them by them putting on this kind of facade of not being approachable. Why do you think that's such a big thing like nowadays? Because it seems like it's pretty common amongst, pe- amongst people of our generation is to not be fr- not show friendly because you feel like people might take advantage of you if you're friendly or, you know what I mean? What do you guys think on that? Why do you think people act act that way initially? Um, so the initial reason I started, like when I started purposely doing it was to, um, so I wouldn't distract myself with, well, so I wouldn't distract myself with other things. Um, other things like what? Uh, <laughs> like what? This is a safe space. <laughs> just basically, just like just like girls and just like outside distractions that I don't I don't want or need. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess it was just part of me trying to uh, help my tunnel vision, stay tunnel vision. And um, after that, um, really, I think I just kept it because it really, I don't know. I guess I kind of liked having that or being able to just always just lock in, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's a sense of control? Being able to control who accesses um, you? To a certain extent, because it is something that goes both ways. Like, even if I don't look approachable, I still have been approached. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's all about perspective. You know, the whole perspective is reality. But um, I don't think it's necessarily me being in control. It's just me giving off the a certain energy, you mm-hmm. know. So it's like, yeah, that's all. Okay. Do you have a comment? Since that was, you said that one was the question. Why do you think that presenting <coughs> yourself in or ha- carrying that energy initially of not being approachable? or being mean why do you think that you do that um i feel like it's not really like something i do on purpose like Mm -hmm. it's always been like i can have someone like take a picture of me just having a blank stare like and i look mean as hell Mm -hmm. like look like i want to fight somebody but it's just like like that's just me like i'm calm like and people like look at me like why aren't you smiling like I'm not going to smile 24-7 of every day because my cheeks going to hurt. Like, I want to touch on that subject, too. Go ahead, Bray. So I didn't name it as, like, one of my misconceptions or whatever people think mm-hmm. of me, but I get that, too, sometimes because, like, I have my mama face. Mm-hmm. So when people, like, <laughs> talk to me or, like, get to know me, they're like, oh, shit, you're not, like, a bitch or, like, you're not me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's just... That comes with being pretty, too, though. So, like, it really I don't know. <laughs> just, if you're a pretty girl, people just expect you to be mean. And mm-hmm. that's just, like, my resting face. But sometimes, like, if I'm uncomfortable or, like, my anxiety is, like, through the roof, I throw on, like, an extra mean face or, like, I look extra focused because, like, I'm uncomfortable right now. So I'm going to make sure nobody talks to me or, like, nobody feels the need to approach me in any way because mm-hmm. I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay, so me... Basically, when you ask that question, I had, like, the opposite of them. I'm very friendly and outgoing now, but used to, I used to be just like that. I used to be super mean. My ex had to come get on to me sometimes because he'd be like, hey, everybody's saying you're being mean to them. Stop being mean like that. 
But a part of it was to like protect my relationship just because men were trying to all the time flirt with me, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I became this friendlier person now because I felt like, like Sean said, it carried over into like every aspect of my life being so negative all the time and mean all the time and putting on that face. It just seemed like my whole life was negative and not good. So now I try to be more positive, more outgoing, try to put out what I want to attract in other people. So. Okay. Um, something else I, I want to see how this affected you, but I want to know, like, what's the most negative thing somebody's told you that stuck with you? Hmm. I got to think on that. Like, either somebody, somebody, like, threw doubt on you in some way saying you'll never be this or you'll Ooh. never have this, and it, it affected you in a way to where it made you want to not be that just a, even like five percent more you know what i mean something that really stuck with you so this is like recently but not too recent but mm-hmm. because i'm like such a chameleon and i like adapt and i change like with my situation mm-hmm. um i've like had someone tell me like that i'm goofy for that or like that i'm really really fake mm-hmm. because of like we started like hanging out like a lot and doing stuff a lot and then now i'm just like you know branching off and broadening my perspective on different things and like different groups of people and i'm hanging out with different people it's like i don't think that makes me goofy but because they said that i understand that where they're coming from Mm -hmm. but they also don't know like my background and why i am the way i am Mm -hmm. so like do you feel like you for because i relate to you on that do you feel like you end up forgetting about people not necessarily forgetting about them like they're there but you also feel like they're adult enough to go on about their own fucking business yeah because like i do what i do i find myself spreading myself so thin sometimes because it's like okay yeah i'm doing this a lot with you all the time all of my time and now that I'm like, you know, trying to incorporate all these other things into my time, I'm not going to be the same all the time. This is where change comes into play. Like you have to accept change and adapt with your environment and all that. So like coming at me sideways because I'm changing is wild to me. Yeah. And you probably are oblivious to how people feel, I really of, am. feel about anything. Because when they the were time. breaking it down to me, I was like, damn, this is really like. You You're care about that? This? You care about that? Really? <laughs> and I'm just like That's going about my life. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Donnie, what's something negative that someone's said about you or threw on you that motivated you in a way? Motivate. Motivated me? Yeah. Um, that my goals were unattainable for mm-hmm. who I am. So I've been told before that because I'm in the military or because I'm black or because I'm young that there are certain goals that I can't reach, Mm -hmm. which kind of gives me a certain level of motivation to prove a person wrong now more than to just reach this goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. D? I can't think of like any like recent, but like as a kid, like growing up, I had like um, not necessarily bullied, but, like, kind of bullied when, like, people were coming at me, like, for, like, how dark, uh, how dark I am, like, how dark, yeah, basically how dark I am, mm-hmm. and, like, now I'm just, like, thinking back to this, like, people were saying that were, like, my skin tone, 
I'm just like, if you don't like your black, like my black is beautiful, like. Amen, yeah. sister. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's it. Sean. something i got mine if you ain't got yours yet you can go. okay so when you asked that question it made me think of um i used to be 183 pounds i wasn't like i'm not gonna say fat because that's not fat to some people but i felt very bad about myself mm-hmm. but um i wasn't like that for a really long time i was like that for probably like three years i was on birth control real depressed real anxious in a bad relationship so i was at the table with my family one day and we were eating and my dad was talking about how him and his buddy in high school used to just like go fuck girls and like whatever. And he was talking about his friend used to fuck anybody. And I'm like, what you mean by that? And he's like, even fat girls. And I'm like, well, what's fat to you? And he was like, honestly, you? Mm. No, Wait. I'm saying, bro. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Damn. So Who, your dad's friend or your dad? My dad was talking about his friend having sex with fat girls. Oh, and then your dad. And then said, I was like, "What's a fat girl to mm-hmm. you?" And he was like, "Are you really asking me? You're a fat girl to me, basically." Mm. So when he said that, um, I had been wanting to lose weight for the longest, and I had been trying. You know, I wasn't like really putting in the work that I needed to. Mm-hmm. So, but like it was just on my mind every day about how big I was, and like when I looked at myself in the mirror, like it was killing me. So, like, that really just, like, jump-started it to be, like, nah. And my dad's a fat man himself. Like, so for him to sit there and say that to me, like, really hurt my feelings. And I just, like, got up and got on my shit and became a bad bitch. Okay. <laughs> so. That's what's up. Um, God damn. Oh, bad, bro. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, something that somebody said. That was negative. That motivated me. Um, I don't think I've never taken anything anybody said negative to me personal, or just like as motivation to be honest. Because I've I've always been the way where, when I was younger, probably I cared what people thought a lot. Because I was, uh, I was just kind of the kid. I was kind of like the odd one out. Because I didn't have everything that everybody else had mm-hmm. you know so it was like i always felt like i was separated because i couldn't relate to what everybody else was doing mm-hmm. so um i guess that's when i kind of like stopped caring about what people thought because it was because of that that uh like i started like getting depressed and stuff like that because I felt like I felt like I wasn't worth as much you know mm-hmm. so uh, once I grew past that I just uh, my mindset evolved to, to where I just don't really care what people think because like even people here that I know have said uh, stuff about me and it's just like I don't really care because at the end of the day you know it's not about that. So, um, I really can't think of anything that somebody said negative uh, to that motivates me. There's a lot of stuff people said negative about me, but none of it has really motivated me to been the reason 
that I was like, oh, I got to do better now. I've always wanted to do better because of me, not because of nobody else. Mm. So, okay. That's my perspective. So, um, what are you guys most proud of? What's What's the thing that you're most proud of of your life at this point in time? Like, you're talking about it, like of all my life, or like, just like, let's say in the last three or four years, mm. from where you were then to where you are now, what is something that that you've done that you're really proud of? Mm. Honestly, I can say like I'm proud of myself for like not giving up, like to always like basically what Dory said, keep swimming, like. Mm-hmm. Don't just stay where you at. Like if you hit a wall or whatever, like there's always a way to get out, get around a wall. Like if when you stop, it's like when it's like okay, you're you're stopping yourself because you hit a wall. When there's ways you can get around that. So I'm really glad that I just kept going. You know, never gave up. Always finding a way to get to, towards my dreams. Okay. Anyone else? Who's Shit, next? I'm ready if nobody else is. Okay. So, mm, I'm happy. Wait, what was the question say it again? What are you most proud of? What's what something am I most proud of? in the last few years that, you, that you've done or developed that you're really proud of? Yeah, so it seemed like I'm most happy that I like got away from my hometown because I remember one day I was just driving on the road and I just like started crying and going to work. And I was like, what the fuck? I've been driving the same road for like the last 20 something years. Like I've been here, I haven't left. And like nobody leaves my hometown, like everybody's just there. And I didn't have no friends that I could just kick it with like this. I didn't have nobody. (laughs) I was not as outgoing as I am now. Mm -hmm. So getting away from my hometown. And then also too, like photography and journalism, I was like manifesting that shit before I even got my job. So like, it's so crazy that I was showing up to parties back home just like trying to figure out my camera shooting people and now I do it for my job and I get paid to do it. Can't beat that. All right. Who's next? Uh, I'll go. Um, I'm proud of um, like taking the risk that I've taken like as far as joining um my school, I went to like a small school. I didn't go to like a normal high school. And everybody like went straight into college and like the way my life was set up that time, like that opportunity was like blocked off for me. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't like able to follow in the route that I was that I was like headed, but I didn't like let that stop me or discourage me. I just like helped my family and then I was like, all right, now I'm gonna like go do my thing. And I've been doing that ever since I've left. And it hasn't like slowed me down in any way. So I'm proud of that. Okay. Oh bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh y'all. Um <laughs> What are you laughing at, Sean? I think my most proud accomplishment so far is that the fact that all of my growth has been in an abundance, right? So there's not a, there's not a section of me that hasn't grown at least a fraction of a bit, you know? Mm-hmm. So 
just the ability to not be stagnant in life, in any part of my life. I like that. Yeah, like when you start hitting that growth, it seems like it just all like floods in all at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, something that I'm proud of, most proud of. Uh, what can I say? Um, you said the last like three or four years. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you account this because it happened like at the beginning of the three or four years, man. But um, I feel like personally, I feel like uh, my mental health, my mental health has increased in terms of um, being more stable, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm not physically where I want to be or where I used to be um, because I know that the level I was at just physicalized where I could just do stuff. Uh, this is about anything I wanted to do. And I was like, it's weird having limits, you know? So, you know, back then I didn't have any like leg pain. My shins weren't hurting. Um, you know, my body wasn't just aching. And I was like, I guess because I stopped and now I'm like trying to get back into it. I'm having these pains. Um, but back in my uh, senior year of high school ball, I did graduate in like the last three or four years. I did make a first team all state in Texas. So that was one of like the biggest highlights in my life. Because mm-hmm. not a lot of people could say that at all. But I made a first team all state. And then just, I guess, hearing that and then having COVID hit was uh, such a big suppressor on everything that I felt because it's like I had everything set up and then I was like everything is shut down because nothing is going on mm-hmm. so now uh, you know I'm looking for where I want to go now I got to think about the military which I did not want to do military at all like I still that's why I'm saying I'm going to get out no matter what because military is not for me but um, I didn't want <laughs> what 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 <laughs> Like, yeah, D was that. like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, but for real, like, I'm not a nine to five type of nigga, bro. Like, I need, I want to be able to make my own hours, you know, be my own, be my own boss. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, just just COVID hitting and then finishing school, uh, salutatorian, and then. Um, Damn, son, you that nigga? <laughs> I ain't even know. Then, uh, <laughs> Did all that. And then uh, after that, um, just my dad started trucking, and so he started taking me. It comes to a point where he started taking me with him. Mm-hmm. So if you ever been trucking, you know you don't you don't do nothing all day. You just sit in a truck. Yeah. So I was doing that for like let's say let's say I graduate I graduated in like June. So I did that from I did trucking from like at least July to December when I shipped off. So I'm in terrible shape at this point because mm-hmm. I'm sitting around doing nothing all day, going from like, you know, doing all that stuff to sitting around doing nothing. So uh, coming in the Air Force, I say I weigh about 170 and I love basic weighing like 200 pounds. And that's a 30 pound. That's a lot for me. First yeah, yeah. And so um, 
now looking back, um, I am proud of some of the stuff I'm di- I did, but I don't think I'm proud. I can, I don't I don't think I have the right to be proud yet because I haven't accomplished the big you know the big one. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You so, have to take every day for what it is though and be proud. I get, I get yeah. that. I get that. But like the people that have that perspective of like you know living day to day, like I applaud y'all, but. I'm living like, you know, I'm living day to day, but I got something that I'm trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel that. I, feel that. <laughs> I ain't saying so, I live day to day, but I'm just trying to get the <laughs> <life> <laughs> <in myself. laughs> But but it's like, you know, I can go to the gym and I can be like, yeah, you know, I went to the gym today. But I'm like, yeah, I got to keep doing this because I can be proud of one day, but I feel like if I'm proud, then I'm going to get comfortable. And I don't yeah. want to get comfortable. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I like that. I like that. Shit, I don't forgot the question at this point. <laughs> that was a long ass story. My fault. I didn't know you did that much. I'm proud of you. Appreciate it. <laughs> did you answer what you're most proud of? I th- what I'm um, most proud of? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, who who I for- of? I forgot what you said. Oh, I talked about just like the growth, like leaving home. Yeah. Oh yeah, the the the, the dad thing, shit. the fat weight thing. loss, a bunch of shit. A, a <laughs> well, <lot> of <laughs> That's what it was, bro. A lot of stuff, okay. weight loss, growing oh, yeah. up, shit. The woman I've become, honestly, like my womanhood, like growing into my womanhood. That's really what I'm like most happy for. What about you, Zay? What am I most proud of? Yeah. Um, for me, I would say, um, one being able to take care of myself. And like right now I have a plan and I've been able to stick to that plan. Like that plan has been going to a T mm, okay. for like the last couple of years. I mean, I, some areas I slacked off, like I went on deployment and I got in shape, came back, went on vacation, lost it. And I'm in the process of getting it back. But overall, everything I've been planning out has has been happening. And. I think that discipline is the thing I'm most proud of, because um, it's not easy. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. not, it's, not easy. Yeah. it's not easy. But yeah, we're we're getting there. So I want to know. I'm under the assumption that all of us here are planning on getting out, right? Absolutely. Are you? Mm, okay. I don't know. Okay, not necessarily. For those who are getting out, like. Where do you go after this? Uh, me, I'm going to Arizona, live with my brother. Uh, either Arizona or Cali. Probably not Cali, though. But Arizona for sure. Uh, just to go there. That's when we, I guess, like, that's when we kickstart mm-hmm. our plan. Okay. So that's me. Turn up. Honestly, Texas. Like, me and my husband, we got, like, some things planned already, like, us getting down there, finding a spot, starting like up duplexes, Airbnbs, um, and then later on starting to build our house. Okay, I have a question about Texas though, because Texas is a little. I was thinking about going there, but <laughs> Texas is a little backwards in terms of like, you know, states and uh, laws. What do you mean by that? Like, 
they're the first they're like one of the first ones to you know as soon as roe versus way got overturned you know that to to cancel abortions or make texas, abortions illegal texas believes that they are their own thing outside of the united states so they yeah. gonna come up with some wild ass shit yeah like did you guys hear that they're taking like the kkk out of history books uh so that like people won't learn that what the kkk did or that it was bad at all I'm no but that's the reason why i feel like school is not the move anymore for my children personally <laughs> so what are your children gonna do probably be homeschooled because okay. I, I i'm not i'm not comfortable with sending them somewhere else to where they're they're being taught or they're being i don't want to say like this i don't know how to say it though they're being wired yeah they're being programmed mm -hmm. to think mm -hmm. a certain way and they're only learning what they're being taught because there's so much more that that could be taught and so much more important stuff that will actually help you in the real world Amen. versus like like for example taking the kkk out so that to me it's not that big of a deal but if they're taking like the kkk out you know what else are they going to take out? You know, that's yeah. a big deal though because that's Black history and Black people right. need to understand like the hardships they went through to right. also that's understand why. how why things are the way they are now and why your family acts the way your family acts right now or why your family's financial situation is the way it is right now. Like that's people true. don't realize but that that is true, but there's so much that they leave out of history books in mm -hmm. general. So taking that out is like not even erasing that much if you're gonna take that out then you might as well not teach history because feel me like mm -hmm. there's so much mm -hmm. more to learn about black history and slavery and everything that has happened mm -hmm. so homeschool should be basically you taking your kids to the fucking museum and really walking around and talking about like what was actually going on no nah, i don't need a museum but yeah i remember my history books <laughs> I remember my history books. It was like the Egyptian people, but the dude was a white dude in the book. Like, had a whole pharaoh going. I don't know what was going on, but he was white and everything. I, I remember a lot of stuff. And then, also, I'm from Louisiana. It's racist as hell down there, and I did not realize how racist everyone is. Even the black people, they hate themselves just because they're taught that. Until I left and went to D.C. and saw how, how much black people got money there. Black oh, people yeah. got businesses. Yeah. It's moms and dads. It's nice cars in the yeah. hood like they live in in dc yeah yeah, they, yeah it's nice and I, I never realized that i was baffled but that's <laughs> not the only thing like they're keeping away like from out of like out of school like finances like credit score like i didn't know anything about having credit until i got out like even like stuff on like pinterest like you see like a whole lot of stuff how like parents like when you have children that are young like you can Put them, get them a card and like a credit card to start their um, their credit score. So by the time they're getting older, they already have an 850. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm building mine up. Like I had to start mine from scratch. Yeah. I'm like I don't yeah, even know same. what this is. School is only used to teach us how to be workers. It's not yeah. used to teach us how to like, make our own businesses if, and succeed in life. If I don't homeschool my kids, I've already sent it to a private school. But not, I gotta walk through that hoe. <laughs> yeah, you gotta see gotta, flash I gotta, yourself. I gotta, meet, <laughs> I gotta meet every teacher by hey, what you teaching, what you doing, because because mm -hmm. the private school that I went to was pretty good, but it was so like it was so much uh, drama behind closed doors that I didn't realize. Because after I graduated, pretty much every teacher left, so it was like you know like what's going on. 
But. Son, it seemed like my teachers at my school, like everybody was getting arrested for just like <laughs> fucking with kids. I'm talking all kinds of stuff was going on. Like life is getting real crazy now that I'm an adult and I'm realizing stuff. But also if they was teaching this like shit in high school, like were you mature enough to actually like want to pay attention to want to learn? Hell no. I don't remember none of that shit. All it takes is a filter though. That's literally all information takes. Like you got to know how to portray it to an audience in the right way so saying that we would we would have been unreceptive as kids is like not even you know i'm not saying that Mm -hmm. i'm asking (laughs) i'm asking because in high school i was bullshitting like i really did not give a shit about school at all because some people it don't matter how you teach it like unless you like some people they gotta they gotta like you know hands-on you know visual all that but some people like they don't even show up to school me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing a tennis recovery the week of my graduation. <laughs> what the hell? But yeah, I mean, it just comes. It's a it's a two way thing, you know. It's mm-hmm. a teacher can only do so much, but you got to show up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But school school has a lot of flaws in it. From from my perspective, it does. So. Not only that, you're, like, boxed into the system and all these kids have so much going on at home. Half their parents ain't even home because their parents trying to work and make a living and shit. Or if their parents are at home, they're probably not good parents, too. So, like, stuff's going on. I remember I was struggling so much in high school. That's why I didn't show up to school because I was depressed. And I did not care what they were teaching. I was not going to sit there. I didn't feel like I was in the right spot in my life to go to school and care about school because, like, so much bad was going on at home. Yeah, I don't know why by flight school was, I feel like it was negatively portrayed to me, but it wasn't, I think it was more about my parents than school, because it's like in school, I didn't want to go to school if, you know what I'm saying, like if I was doing bad, because when I was in my first public high school, um, I was on the basketball team, and you know, you got to pass all your classes to be on the basketball team, whatever, so I was just getting like C's and B's and all that, I didn't really care, I just wanted to pass my classes. But then I guess my mom, she thought uh, she did, she wasn't happy with the grades I was getting, so she said I had to get 95 and above in all my classes, or else I can't play basketball. So from that point, I quit basketball, and um, that's really when my my motel started to decline because basketball is my yeah. is my what's that? Life falls life. <laughs> Ball is life. <laughs> kind of, but it's just, it's the only thing that's, uh, what's the word? No, it's the only thing that is consistent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, um, when my parents took that away, it, it took like a certain respect I lost from my parents mm-hmm. because it's like, you're, worried about you're more worried about my grades than my mental health and maybe they didn't realize it which they probably didn't because Mm -hmm. parents are humans and humans make mistakes but it's just like uh i mean because it wasn't just that that they did to affect my life but it was just like you know what is the what is what is more important you know so I feel like they, they cared more about my grades because they felt like I'm an image of them. So when people look at me, they see them, which I never really cared about. Because I'm like, why would they see you? You know, but that was just me. Yeah. But, uh, I was just, 
after that, and then until I went to the private school, because I had to pay for the private school on my own. Uh, my life was hell. <laughs> okay. Um, anybody else with what you would do as soon as you get out of this? Oh, Ray, well, me? Ani. If, yeah, I'm just... I feel like since I've seen so much of, I can't say the world because I mean shit, I'm still in the United States. But like since I've so, (laughs) (laughs) right, since I've like moved out of my hometown because I grew up with the mindset that like nobody gets out because nobody leaves, right? Mm -hmm. And there's only so many jobs to work there, and there's only so much money that you're gonna make there. So like now that I've left and I've like met so many, I've met rich people. I've talked to rich people. I sit amongst so many people who have like so many different walks of life and like talked about so many things. I realized that it's so much easier to actually make money and make it now. So I'm just like, I got friends in DC that's like, oh, well, like whenever you're ready, like you can come stay here get a job, like whatever you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. When I was shooting the NFL players that was here, like I showed them my pictures and they was like, you could easily get on a field and just shoot NFL players or like games for a living and make hella money. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, you know what? I got the spunk and everything to be an interviewer for anybody. Like I can do literally anything I want. So like, I'm not worried, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just whatever it is and plus airbnb so i'm about to buy me some property i'm about to run it up okay so why were you hesitant when i asked if you would be getting out um because i let me turn off my live <laughs> <laughs> who the hell was on live video no, yeah. the whole time nobody knows i'm in the military so like i'm we sitting here talking about military stuff um, I just said get out. They don't know what you're getting. Out. These niggas <laughs> been talking about Air Force, military, all kinds of stuff. So like getting out, military is really cake. Like for me, anyways. Mm-hmm. Y'all work long hours and stuff like that. I don't work that. Sometimes I work weekends. Sometimes whatever. I got a good schedule. I can go get my shit. I'm supposed to be working for eight hours a day, right? But I can really go get all my work done in a day and have shit scheduled out for the whole month. I can. I can get by with like, you know, jacking around and going and do other things that I'm not supposed to be doing, really. Mm-hmm. As long as I'm getting my work done, nobody's questioning you, right? So, like, I can do that in military's cake and I can still make money and I can still have my benefits and I can still have my health care and I can still have a job and I can still do what the hell I want to do without somebody breathing down my neck all the time. Mm-hmm. But also, too, like, I'm confined to this area. And that kills my soul to just have to stay here. I can fly anywhere, anywhere I want to at any point in time because, like, I got people everywhere. But I can't do that because military got me locked in. So that's the only thing that's really like, damn, do you really want to stay and do this? Because also the eight hours a day that I have to be sitting here working for these people on eight clock, I could be working towards my own shit for myself. And I can't do that. So, like, I mean, I can, Mm -hmm. but I just don't got the discipline. But... I'd rather just have all my time to my damn self to do what I want to do. So, like, I really don't know if I want to get out or not because this shit is really good. And I I went to college and I worked jobs before I even got in. I got in at, like, shit, 21 years old. So, like, I lived life on my own. And life is fucking scary outside the military. Before I yeah. knew what the hell I had going on, wasn't eating half the time, didn't have no money, couldn't pay my car note, like... Shit was, and I was 
right before I got in, I was making like 60K a year and was still like, yeah, I can't live on my own comfortably. Like it can't happen. Mm -hmm. And that's wild to make 60K and still not be able to live comfortably, buy all the things that you like and want and like pay all your bills. It's not happening. So I don't know. It's hard to say. Okay. Donnie? I wouldn't be doing anything. <laughs> you know what you're saying? Nah, nobody needs to know my plans after the military. Okay. Well, uh, this man's so spiritual. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he got it all going on. Ray, did you did you answer? <laughs> nobody needs to know what you're doing either. Okay, you can start. I'm gonna be a stripper. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just letting you know. Okay. If it, if I get out, cause or if they station me in Vegas. My name going to be something else on the weekend. <laughs> and I'm going to be at the club with a wig on. I'm just letting you know. I'm clapping ass cheeks and I'm coming up 10K. <laughs> okay. That's going to be our stripper name. What is it? Autumn Night. What? what? Autumn Night. Autumn, Autumn Night. I, I figure my like stripper name would be like, would be like Temptation or like seduction or like Ooh. I don't know I'll be a little something sexy and you know when I'm in that thing I'm not gonna talk to nobody I'm just gonna be like running their pockets I'm just gonna give them the look when I give them the look they just gonna know they gonna take that wallet out and they gonna silent them seduction <laughs> what is it silent seduction Ooh. they gonna think you deaf <laughs> yeah whenever they ask you something just go mm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you can turn your IG live back on for yeah, no no more military questions, all right? I mean, hey, y'all just keep saying Air Force and military uh, stuff. Don't it, nobody know I'm in. Is man. your is your live what on? No, nah, but I keep Air Force, Air Force, Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> no, I keep I keep like a lot of what I got going on private. Like when I left home, nobody knew I was leaving, and then I pop up and fucking. San Antonio for a little bit, then I'm in like Maryland and DC for a little bit, and then like I'm in fucking Alaska. Then I shit, I'll be flying to Cali and I'll be flying all kinds of other places. Like I just do shit like that. So I don't really like know the perception people have on my life is like, damn, this bitch is traveling and living it up. And like that's positive energy my direction and I'm gonna keep it that way. Okay, yeah, I like that. All right. Yeah, what's up? What time we going out, Ray? Can you give her the mic? Can you give her the mic? Can you give her the mic? What'd you ask? Why you want me to say it? You ask what time we're going out, right? Yeah. Okay, so I want to know because me, I used used to be a club. Like, I used to like to go to parties and stuff when I was in high school. But that was like in Atlanta where shit's like. Yeah. Shit's lit in Atlanta. I ain't never been to a place that's jumping, really. The big eye has been the littest place I've ever been. (laughs) Yeah, you're missing out. But so, what is it about going out to the club? What what does that do for you? Yeah. (laughs) I just want to know, what do you guys, what do you guys get from going out on the weekends and partying and, and having like a bunch of creep, like a bunch of creepy fucking guys all over you behind you like what is what what is it about that environment okay so me personally i was sheltered as fuck as a kid Mm -hmm. so like i wasn't even able to like my friends were at school and that was it i didn't hang out with them out of school or nothing i didn't do anything all the way up to like 18 Mm -hmm. so like when i joined and i left like that's what like now I'm going to do whatever I want. And I'm going to do it until I get tired of it. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and so that's literally what I'm doing now. Like, I'm not tired of it yet. Mm. And like, I get it. Like, we in a we in Alaska. Like, it's not even nothing, uh-huh. but it's still something. Mm-hmm. And it's like filling that void. Okay. And I don't really, huh? What void? Of like. All this shit that she used to have to stay locked in the house. She didn't go to see friends after school. Nothing. That's Rapunzel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because my mother's very Caribbean, and she's very scared. The Caribbean mom. Yeah, very Caribbean, very scared. It's like you're not going nowhere. You're not doing nothing. You can go to work. But make sure you bring your ass. Hey, low key, they right though, because these kids be out here wildin', bro. Mm -hmm. The most that I was able to do was like, okay, when I was like. Little like okay, up to twelve, I would I was on base, so I was like able to like run around all over base, but it was base like yeah. you can't really <laughs> <laughs> you can't like, get into nothing on yeah. base. Yeah. But after we moved off base and after like we left and started moving to different places, she got like really 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 scared, and I would just wasn't able to do shit for a while till I was eighteen. So. Yeah. That's why, I like, like I said, it filled that void of not being able to do shit and just. You at the right age to where that's normal for you and, like, that's how it's supposed to be, really. Yeah. But a lot of us have been going out and doing shit way before we was even really supposed to be out the house. So yeah. Personally, I'm kind of, like, the opposite. Like, I kind of grew up the same as in, like, locked in the house. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I was allowed to do outside the house was play basketball. But um, besides that. Like, even now, like, I've never really been a person to, like, want to go out and, like, party and stuff like that. Because I feel like, how do I put it, like, I feel like I'll party and stuff, and I'll do all that stuff, you know, when I make it, bro. Mm-hmm. But I ain't, I ain't made it to where I want to go yet, so I don't want to, because I feel like party is something you do when you have, like, success, you know what I'm saying? So... You know what I'm saying? If we're going to celebrate something, that's how I celebrate. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Celebrating yeah. life. That's how my sister is. Like, my sister, my siblings, they're growing up the same way I'm growing up. And they're not even of age yet, but I can already see, like, signs in her that are, like, the complete opposite of me. Mm-hmm. And, like, her twin, my brother, he's like me, mm-hmm. which is crazy because they're, like, they're fraternal twins. And so, like, they're it's similar in a lot of ways, but they're also, like, the complete opposite so it's like she is the middle child so she's the child that's not afraid to like stand up to my mom and shit or she'd be like in her face and shit and I'm like bitch you're crazy like <laughs> what's wrong with you and then but she's like also not the type to go out she she's a hothead like, she don't want nobody in her space. She don't want nobody in her face. How She's not they? going anywhere. She's 12. They're about to be 13. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They still growing into their emotions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, when so. I can argue, like, she's puberty. very, like, huh? There's that puberty kicking in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. So it's like, I, but I can still, like, see the signs in her that she's not going to be the way I am. It's not a bad all. thing. Yeah. Not a good thing, not a bad thing. You know? mm-hmm. she's, she's, she's just like, that's just who she is. Following her own little path. What was the question again? Why do you enjoy What's so okay? Yeah, yeah. What's what so cool about, about the, club? the club? Why you like going clubbing? Um, I guess for a, I like to dress. So like, and it's not many places you can step out in Alaska. So like, me finding my outfits and putting them on is like 
okay, we go into the club, I guess, because, like, <laughs> the bar, it ain't even a club. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, there's not many places to go in Alaska, but, like, I am tired of it, but also, too, like, I love spending time with y'all, and I love having a good time with y'all, and I like to dance. So, like, when I go out, I like to have a good time and dance, but Alaska be draining me these men up here it's also what 10 men to like one woman so (laughs) it's really draining like i can't even go out anymore without somebody jerking on my arm or trying to (laughs) talk to me or whatever the case is like i can't even have a good time with y'all because somebody's constantly trying to come up to me Mm -hmm. so that's annoying but also i like to look good i like a little bit of attention but not a lot (laughs) so me personally I like that I don't get that, which is, <laughs> I don't know, like, some, I'll get, like, one every now and then, but, like, I like just vibing, so I'm like, yeah. I appreciate my bubble that I be in when I'm in the club, and I just be vibing, and I be with my girls, that's why I'm always dancing with y'all, mm-hmm. I'm not in nobody's face, because I don't mind that. Yeah. Okay, so, y'all, you don't think you get a lot of attention in the club? You do. Mm. <laughs> no? No. She does. Not as much as like who I'm around or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do you think that is? You give off a mean face. Honestly, I don't know. I really don't. Okay. All right. I'm well. trying to be like you, my boy. Actually, <laughs> like. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, it's already 11:34, and I know you want to go out, so. <laughs> We're gonna go ahead and wrap up the podcast here. I appreciate you guys all coming in and talking to me and talking to the audience, giving us a nice quality episode. Hopefully, we can get this man, this mysterious guy over here to <laughs> speak a little more. <laughs> but it's all good. Man. He's taking a nap on the couch. Can we, can we end off in a word? In a little, little yeah. Something. Can we end off in a poem from from Donnie Rose? Y'all being DD tonight. What's going on? <laughs> DD. <laughs> <laughs> What you got going on over there, Tony? <laughs> this is Let's a poem see. from Donnie Ross. It says, Is there more beauty in a tulip near a field of his kin? Or the rose blooming through the fracture within the concrete? Is there more peace on the middle of the battlefield with a mind as clear as still water? Or in the bed that you lay in with internal conflict like war? The greatest love a person can know is the love carried within one's soul. The love for yourself and the life you live, not in constant comparison of the person outside of your skin. From the moment you wake to the second you sleep, your self-love shall hold in abundance like a bouquet. Beautiful while alone, yet perfection when together. The ability to have the best in everything is impossible, yet the ability to love everything you have is immeasurable. Yes. Mm. Snap it up, snap it up. Snap in the finger. Yeah, it can't beat that. Yeah. All right, y'all, y'all have a good night.